0: true podcast talking Baylor and big 12 college football alongside me as always on my screen he's right there I don't know uh John Werner and joining us our very good friends from the Austin American Statesman we have Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles guys thanks so much for coming on Uh, it's good to see you guys again
1: and it's 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 great it's great to be seen and um you know uh you guys have promised us already off the air that there would be football this weekend, but I don't know i, I I'm from twenty twenty so i'm gonna I'm gonna be glass half empty and wonder if we're gonna have a game,
2: yeah, I'm gonna put it about eighty twenty right now that it will happen.
0: We have had a game cancelled on a Friday, so let's just put it like yes, this.
1: wow.
3: Wow. Well, I wonder if either side can't play, can we just call up Houston and maybe get in the game Saturday? And maybe really they've worked. got somebody. Already they're,
1: they're good at you know? the last minute. They yeah. are. They,
0: they haven't had the best of luck either, though.
3: No. Well, they lose five
0: games. Somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think they finally have a couple in now. But uh, hey, yeah. hey,
2: Kirk, I just want to let you know, I don't know if you can see on this cap. No. two thousand five. I, I wore this in honor of you. 2005 College World Series. I like it. I like my it. only <laughs> trip. I know you used to have a second home there. <laughs> I did had, had a home that uh, I leased out there, but uh, <laughs> a second favorite city. So.
3: Apol-
1: apologies to 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 Mr. McCormick for giving up that bomb and then, um <laughs> that was a that was a great great fun time for all of us. We just I miss Omaha. I miss when Texas and and Baylor were running things in the Big 12. We we got to hang out a lot more, weeks so <laughs> in Omaha.
0: It was a
2: blast, that World Series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. good times.
3: Absolutely.
0: So, guys, (laughs) uh, as of the taping of this, uh, as you said, the Baylor-Texas game is still a go. Cross our fingers here. Um, The Bears' schedule has been hit particularly hard by COVID this year. Um, As John mentioned in the column, it's a pretty good line. Uh, This a Kurt Bowles type line. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He said the Bears record is two and three, two games played, three (laughs) games canceled. Uh, So I like it. (laughs) Yeah. As you know, this tumultuous 2020 season unfolds, is this kind of what you expected? And uh, you know, what's the likelihood that the game still gets canceled before Saturday? Anybody.
2: Well, since I've had the most, postponed or canceled. I'll go first. Uh, I I will say I thought it'd be kind of like the baseball season, the Major League Baseball season. I I thought there'd be some canceled, but I didn't think most of them would be at Baylor. But, uh, no, anyway, but yeah, I thought there'd be some outbreaks. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I I hope there aren't any more for Baylor, but who who knows? Uh, You know, they think uh, the last one happened on a uh, the trip to West Virginia. They think they had a false negative on a test, and then it spread that way. But they don't know for sure. Uh, but that's kind of like the theory. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's all bizarre.
3: Kind of sad we got to deal with false negatives, too. You know, we hear <laughs> about false positives all the time, but mm. false negatives are obviously even more dangerous. So, but, you know, we've seen more than 30 games canceled already, and now the big – Ten's going to dip their toes in the water. I don't know if the water's fine, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Ted and I talk about this all the time. I we don't think there's a chance in hell that the Big Ten goes through unscathed without disruption. So, uh, yeah, I, I think and that's it's what they get for like being, and that's
1: what they get for being so late to the party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's all give thanks to Bob Bosby, the Big Twelve commissioner slash Great Emancipator. You <laughs> save college football for people who are watching the Korean league uh, in in the spring and uh, staying up till 4 a.m. to hear what Mina Kimes has to say about a guy that whose name you can't even pronounce. So uh, that's where we were. But thanks to Bob. At, at I'd rather talk about football cancellations than live Korean pro, pro baseball. Mm.
0: Yeah, I've, I've I've said multiple times that the uh, motto of 2020 is uh, better than nothing.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a great line. Uh, not much better, but definitely better.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to take what you get. Uh, I I mean, it has been frustrating, you know. Obviously, trying to uh, figure out who's going to play and who's going to uh, who's not going to play. Um, That'll be interesting on Saturday, I think, uh, as we play this game is just, you know, uh, what kind of lineup Baylor puts out there, because obviously uh, they did have a a pretty significant outbreak of cases. Uh, So let's talk about Texas. It's been kind of a typically frenetic season for the Longhorns. I mean, uh, you guys are used to this. Uh, Texas was ranked Eight at one point, uh, sitting two and O. Now they're unranked, two and two, back to back losses. So Kirk said, uh, "You guys are our Texas insiders here. Uh, give the viewers, you know, what's what's the chief issue with this program in terms of not reaching expectations, not quite reaching expectations."
1: It's that song. It's that damn song. That's the reason. <laughs> the eyes of Texas. That's that's what they'll have you believe. That's the fact. The fact of, that Sam and Ellinger and a Hot button issue. I, I mean, is out there by himself. That has nothing to do with the fact that they're the, one of the worst defenses in college football. It's that song. It's that song. <laughs> that song is what people talk about when you're not very good at football. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you what, go. Good
1: and point. so I think that um, I I think that these little distractions come up when when you're just not getting it done on the field. I'm very surprised that that they're this bad defensively, even though there's been a little bit of improvement. And uh, Sam Sam Ellinger, uh, there's a lot on his plate. And for them to win, he's got to be near perfect. And that's just not going to happen in college football. So uh, Tom Herman is under fire, no question. And this, and he's answering more questions about what happens after the game than what happens during the game. And so it's kind of a circus right
3: now. But in some ways, said that's a good thing. He'd rather talk about off the field than on the field because, yeah. like you say, it hadn't been very good on the field. They could really be sitting here one and three, you know, if they don't get that onside kick in Lubbock. And uh, it's so weird because, you know, if Keonta Ingram doesn't fumble at the one yard line, if Maybe Sam Algren goes for two at the end of the regulation in the Oklahoma game. You know, maybe they win both those, and they can be sitting there four and zero in top ten. But you know, that's what losers say, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, that's where they're at right now. And you know, nobody does chaos better than Austin, Texas, and <laughs> they are they are uh, hip deep or neck deep uh, in chaos and and drama here. They say the players and coaches say they're unified, but most of us from outside wonder, they're very skeptical about that. You know, like as, as Cedric mentioned, when your quarterback's the only one that stays on the field, it's hard to imagine. It's not, if if fractured may be too strong a word, but it's, there has to be divisions in the locker room. And as we all know, in sports, you'd better be on the same page if uh, you're going to get anything done.
0: Yeah. Kirk, you mentioned it in a column, and said just mentioned it just now. I mean, how how much heat is Tom Herman feeling?
3: Oh, no more than, you know, Joan of Arc did. I wouldn't <laughs> uh, wow. I, 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 I'd say wow. Probably, probably comparable, to tell you the truth. You're so going to get an email from Joan of Arc's family. I'm sure I will. I'm I sure bet will.
1: Joan wasn't pulling in $6 million a year. <laughs> Joan was under fire for all the wrong reasons. And Joan was probably work, like working like on a contingency basis.
3: And Joan so, didn't lose Oklahoma either. It no, no. There.
1: She <laughs> always performed against Oklahoma. Always. So. always hey, has, I, w- like,
2: I wanted her. to ask you guys. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote in a column that uh, no, no college coaches should be judged on this season because it's so wacky. But what do you all think of that in terms of Tom Herman?
1: That doesn't fly down here. J-Dow. It just doesn't fly. It just, we're judging Nick Saban on 2020.
2: But he's Aren't a miracle we, man. We're, 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 we're
1: Yeah. But yeah, he, he kicked COVID's butt. Yes. <laughs> Why is Les Miles got to stay home? And Nick Saban just can't wait to get on the field. Maybe it's because Les Miles is in Lawrence. <laughs>
3: Maybe Nick the virus is scared is. of Nick Saban.
1: Oh, I know. So, uh, you, you Tom Herman's got a win. Mm. Sam Ellinger two years ago said, told the whole country we're back. <laughs> and they're what 10 and seven since they said they mm. were back. Mm. What is that? That's not back. No. I mean, it turns out that that was just one hellacious great weekend for the sports writers in new Orleans <laughs> and that's, and the fan base. Right. Uh, but, but after that, it's just been mediocrity. pretty. So, I know that and Tom makes duck will tell you all this. Tom always makes sure to go, you know, with this thing, this COVID thing that we've, that we've got to deal with every day. You know, we're trying to do this and trying to do that. He wants to make sure that everybody knows that he wants to give you that out, that maybe the COVID uh, is, is a reason to you, you can't and have to judge him um, solely based, but. It's a results-based mm. business, and those checks are still rolling in. And so uh, the fan base wants results, and he's not giving them to him right now.
0: Yeah. Well, in terms of this game this week, uh, so Baylor hasn't played in three weeks. I had to go back and look. It feels like a month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Texas has had two weeks off, um, you know, so they've obviously had time to prepare for one another. What do you guys expect from this game, and, you know, who are you taking?
3: Ed? Uh
1: I going to take Texas, uh, their favorite. They open as a two touchdown <laughs> favorite, but that line has come down from 14 to nine. So, uh, maybe, maybe some big money, um, you know, the fixer upper people may have bet like <laughs> 20 million on Baylor to move that line. I don't know, but, uh, I'm taking, I'm taking, I think Texas is better overall. Uh, they're football tested, um, uh, Sam I think Sam Baylor's covid
2: tested.
1: <laughs> as long as those tests come up negative, yeah. So, um good quarterback matchup. Uh love Charlie Brewer. I think he's a great leader. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh if I was betting against the line, I I don't know that I would have Texas winning by double digits. They don't blow anybody out.
3: Just you tip. Just you tip. Like
1: I said, they don't blow anybody out. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just I, I think uh Texas catching Baylor at a good time. Like you said, they hadn't even practiced, you know, uh since October seventh until this week. So I don't think Dave Aranda knows what he's got yet. I don't know if he knows which players he can trust and in the clutch and obviously they've had problems on their offensive line. Uh and if if Texas doesn't come out with their hair on fire this game, when will they? And it seems like we've just gravitated to a, a, a time in Tom Herman's career where every Saturday is a must win. You know, every game is kind of a barometer on, well, do you want to keep him? Do you want to fire him? And a lot of the fan base has already made up their mind that he's not the guy. So he's got to do everything in his power the next six games to alter that perception. And it starts Saturday. And uh, I'm with, Cedric, they don't blow anybody out. I think Texas will win this game. I don't know if they'll win handily, but if we ever pick Texas, we always, you know, we always go with the underdog and the points and the spread. <laughs>
2: right, John. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, Baylor's desperate to play, and Texas is desperate to win. So, uh, and you know, Baylor's had three weeks. Uh, well. Two, really, since they couldn't practice for a week. But uh, I hope they spent a lot of that time working on their offensive line because uh, Charlie Burr was sacked six times against West Virginia. They had 27 yards rushing. So, uh, I mean, that was their weak point last year, and I'm not sure that it's gotten any better.
0: Yeah, um, talk about fixer-uppers. Uh, right, exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. That, I think uh, Baylor's defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know they've managed to get a pretty good pass rush, even though they lost their entire defensive line from last year. Uh, but yeah, I would take Texas uh, on the road, and I just think they're kind of desperate and they need this game.
0: Yeah, Baylor has tested negative for consistency this year. Um, there, you know they. Man, that's like-
1: gold. I hope <laughs> you're using that in print. That's, <laughs>
0: that's great. I, I know. Well, I'm stealing all the lines from this podcast.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: So they looked great against Kansas, but it's Kansas, just like UTEP, mm-hmm. you know. Uh and then obviously went on the road against West Virginia, and that was a really pretty disappointing performance because one of the things John and I talked about was at least you weren't gonna face all these crazy mountaineer, you know, couch burning fans, you know. I mean, uh it was hard, there was like nobody there. So uh yeah, it was it was disappointing and that offensive line again, is their weak spot. I mean, that was last year, even with the Sugar Bowl team and, you know, it's, it's only continued. So uh, I expect Texas to their defense to look a lot better against Baylor because of that, that offensive line's problems. Um, so as far as the conference goes, big 12 does have one top 25 matchup this week Um Matt Campbell's number 17 team, uh, Iowa State, goes to Stillwater to face the only unbeaten left, excuse me, in the conference, Oklahoma State. So to me, uh, John and I have talked about this, but I feel like at some point uh, fall is coming for the flying mullets uh, up there (laughs) in Stillwater. Um, (laughs) You know, is this that week? I mean, who are you guys taking in this one?
1: I think that I think that Matt Campbell is probably the most overlooked coach in college football. I'm kind of pseudo shocked that he's still working in Ames. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's mm-hmm. that good. I picked them to go in and and beat TCU and Fort Worth because they just have a tough mindedness against uh, non Sun Belt teams. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm still I'm still gonna roll with the mullet okay. at the house. You know, the, the OAM network is, is still going strong, <laughs> and the T-shirts are flying off the shelves. Too soon. And I just – I think the mullet's going to hold serve this weekend with Chuba.
3: Okay. Kurt? Well, I'll, I guess I better stick with my preseason prediction in August, which was Iowa State over Oklahoma State in the title game. Okay. Mm, I, wow. I didn't Someone's got
1: to lose this week, though.
3: Yeah, but they may play again. So uh I, I would probably lean again toward the mullet uh mm-hmm. because their defense is really playing well and they've got some really great skill position and two quarterbacks and who knows, maybe Gundy will use both uh Spencer Sanders and Shane Illingworth. So I, I home field advantage still may mean a little something. So I'd probably pick Oklahoma State by a field goal.
2: Yeah, I'm going at the mullets too. Um yeah, like Kirk said, their defense is really good. They've got a lot of veterans there. It might be the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Chuba is great. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Who's going to start at QB? Do you all know? as he said? Or
3: Well, we asked Mike, I asked Mike that on Monday. He said, we may play in both some reps. Oh, okay. so we may alternate them. So he's playing it close to the vest. Yeah, it
2: may not really matter because they have such a good running game. But, yeah, I, I like the mullets.
3: So I'll be the dissenter just
0: because everybody's going with uh, OSU, Uh, you know, somebody's got to pick Iowa state because uh, we would pretty much, we would pretty much guarantee that Iowa state would win if, if uh, (laughs) it all went the other way. But uh, like I said, I feel like um, partially just because the big 12 almost needs Oklahoma state to win. It's they're going to lose at some point uh, because you know, I I feel like, uh, it's a down year for the conference. Um, you know, we've seen that with some of the upsets and losing the Sunbelt teams and, um, you know, Texas and OU kind of stumbling. And so, uh, you know, Baylor hasn't really played. Um, and and really, I, I feel like Baylor's probably just a 500 team this year. You know, they lost a lot off that sugar bowl team. So, um, you know, Iowa State and o- Oklahoma State are probably the next tier, and, um, you know, uh, in this chaotic year, it probably makes sense that Iowa State wins that game, you know, and, and adds another loss to the league. So, um, so you guys know this. We're all doing this, it looks like, from our uh, humble abodes. Um, we're kind of – we've been a little isolated in 2020, right? Uh We've re- worked remotely. We've done press conferences remotely. I know you guys have done your podcasts like that. Uh, uh, my question is this. It's kind of a fun one to close us out here. So let's say you had to be quarantined with one Big 12 football coach. Who, who is it and why?
2: <laughs> I'll answer first. I think I'd go with Gary Patterson. The uh, <laughs> one that thing he's kind of yes. he – uh, apparently, he's a really good guitar player. Uh, Ooh, I have nice a snare nice. drum, like from junior high. It's an old Ludwig <laughs> so snare y'all drum. Y'all have jam sessions out there on the porch. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, right? I think that'd be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, okay. What about you, Doc? Well, it wouldn't be Mike Gundy, because we would never agree on a TV channel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Too soon. So I'd, I'd probably go with... Uh, Lincoln Riley, we can reminisce about his days in Muleshoe.
1: <laughs> Muleshoe mules, I remember them well. Sid, <laughs> well, I'm gonna go old school. You didn't have to. You didn't say if it was present or or past. I have to go old school. I'm I'm gonna say former Kansas coach uh, Mark Mangino because mm. uh, the food would be great and <laughs> we, we would grub from <laughs> morning to night. Pizza mexican chinese me and the mangina would be all over it but that would he
2: leave you any yeah
3: you'd never get the last piece of pizza <laughs> Come
2: on.
1: There is not a last piece of pizza it would just be a constant flow and in this pandemic with grubhub and doordash and waiter
0: oh we would be in heaven
3: <laughs> I thought you were going mike leach on this <laughs>
0: Sounds like said, Who's you're kidding? speaking from experience there on some of these, uh, these delivery <laughs> services. Who, who you got, Bryce? I'm taking uh, Dave Aranda. And here's my thinking on this.
3: What a homer.
0: Uh, well, no, listen, <laughs> I've got a reason. Yeah, they didn't do it with uh, said One of my reasons is we haven't really gotten to know the guy because mm-hmm. we've done all these stupid Zoom press conferences. So, uh, you know, I hardly know the guy. But here's my other thing. I mean, I've got two kids. I just want a little peace and quiet, you know? <laughs> and Dave Miranda is about the most subdued <laughs> coach I've ever encountered. I don't know if you guys ever watched Parks and Rec, but like oh, yeah. when uh when uh Leslie would go on the PBS station, and they'd be talking like this, and they would, you know, that, that is Dave Miranda. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. he's a he's the local. He's very, very C span. Oh yeah, he's very C-span. Yeah, he's yeah. like the local PBS announcer. So you know, I he can sit there on my recliner and put me to sleep, and I would just be happy. You know, I mean, so Dave is my choice. It's kind of a boring choice, but uh, just for the
3: peace and quiet aspect, I'd, I'd invite. Leech over for weekends. Watch, watch the ball. <laughs> That's when
0: things get wild.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd have to leave with his pirate. Oh, gosh.
0: Well, guys, thanks for coming on with us. We look forward to hopefully seeing you guys on Friday. And
2: hey, can I add something, Bryce? Yeah. Uh, Kirk said, um, I flew up separately to West Virginia. I was not on the team plane. <laughs> so if I see in the press box, I. I won't be toxic. <laughs> so <laughs> I just you want to say, let you know. So you say, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, yeah.